Remember when card shops were run by collectors? And when you could hang out in a shop and spend less than $200? Well, Underdog Collectibles wants to bring that spirit back. Underdog's a shop run by collectors for collectors, with breaks starting at just $16 per spot. Join them this week as they break the new releases and some of the old favorites. They break every week on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Check them out at udogcollect.com. And now let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today, I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about the topic of investing in sports cards, or if sports cards are even an investment for that matter. I know that some people are bored by that conversation. Other people get super excited and uh, worked up over whether or not sports cards should or can be classified as an investment. And I've chimed in my thoughts along the way. And it's another one of those topics that I think there's a clear answer but I don't think you have to go to extremes. And and I'll explain what I mean by that in just a second. When it comes to the topic of investing in sports cards, you know, like I said, there's strong opinions on both sides of the issue. And really, that probably isn't even a good phrase to use because there's really many angles to the topic that aren't easily bundled into an either-or scenario. So my objective is going to be to find the term investment, share why I actually feel sports cards can be considered an investment, and what my preferred approach is when I try to buy sports cards with the intent to profit. First, let's talk about what is an investment. When you look up the definition of investment, you'll find some form of the following. An investment is an asset or item acquired with the goal of generating income or appreciation. Case closed. Just kidding. Kind of. When people discuss investing in sports cards, this is typically the definition they have in mind. They're buying an asset with the intention to profit off of that asset at some point in the future. Now, where I think some opponents of this classification of sports cards as an investment get hung up is in the nature of the card as an asset and the price volatility and level of risks that's associated with sports cards. Cards are unlike traditional investments in stocks, which have their value tied to assets and income generated by the underlying business, bonds which have their value tied to future income streams, typically from a company or governmental body, or real estate, which has its value tied to income streams from rents or the value of a home or land. Sports cards are just a photo printed on cardboard, and they really have no inherent value. They're only worth something because somebody else is willing to pay for it. However, cards are assets. People are willing to pay for them, and there can be potential profit in buying and selling them. Collectibles fall into what many consider an alternative investment category, and most articles that, and guidance that you read from financial advisors caution people about allocating significant funds to these alternative investment classes due to the level of risk that's associated with them. Collectors are fickle, 
and the value of sports cards have had significant swings over the last several decades. This leads sports cards and collectibles in general to be very risky investments. And I think this is a contributing factor to the vitriol that some feel on the topic. They're worried that instead of saving for retirement through traditional vehicles like 401k plans, IRAs, etc., collectors will instead sink all their money into the latest rookie prospect. This is a terrible idea. Any investments in sports cards and collectibles should be a relatively small portion of your net worth. Some cards have led to significant profits over the years, and some have led to significant losses. But I think it's also important to note that the same can be said for traditional investments in stocks, bonds, and real estate. Not every stock is a good investment, and neither is every baseball card. The bottom line is that something might not be a smart investment or something that significant resources should be sunk into. However, that does not preclude it from fitting the definition of an investment. So what's my approach to investing in sports cards? While many people discuss it, they're talking about buying a card and waiting for it to appreciate in value at some point in the future. My approach to sports cards investments contain a much lower risk and have led to more consistent cash flow and profit. Arbitrage is an investment strategy which involves buying an asset on one platform and almost immediately selling it at a higher price on another platform. There are market inefficiencies which can be identified and profited from which lead to an investment with lower risk. For instance, I have found cards in the quarter boxes at shows which I sold on eBay later that same day for $3 to $5. I buy collections from Facebook Marketplace for a half a cent to a penny apiece, and I begin immediately selling them on sport lots for $0.18 cents to a quarter each. I'm investing funds to buy this inventory, and I'm able to take advantage of the pricing inefficiency that exists between platforms to generate those returns. Now, when I share this, I often get, that's a job, not an investment. And while, yes, it does take work, I would argue that there's some level of work to any investment, whether it's researching the stocks, mutual funds, or real estate investments that you want to make prior to purchasing them, evaluating quarterly filings, or even the act of buying and selling those stocks, they all take effort if you want to do them well. With both traditional investments and alternative investments, including sports cards, you're buying an asset with the intent to profit from that asset. That's it. And that meets the definition of an investment. Whether or not it is a risky investment, what percentage of your net worth should be dedicated to the investment, or even if it's a smart investment, are factors that are important to consider but they are not at all relevant to defining sports cards as an investment. Based on my finance background and the research I've done from a variety of sources, this is my understanding of the topic. Now, I recognize that others view this differently. And in those conversations and in those discussions, I've shared sources similar to the things I shared already, which make my case. I've yet to see anything other than opinion from those that disagree. Now, I'm open to, do, to reviewing research. I'm open to those other sources or other studies that may say something different, and I'd love to hear what those are. You know, dialogue and debate are a valuable part of learning and growing. So please, reach out. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd, like I said before, I'd love to hear it. You know, at the end of the day, this whole discussion oftentimes just comes down to semantics. Money can be made from buying and selling sports cards, Many people don't disagree with that. 
It's just whether or not you label it as an investment. The risk is something that can't be overlooked, and that worry about some risking too much of their hard-earned money into, into something like sports cards is a valid concern and a valid risk and something that everyone needs to keep in mind. But again, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that sports cards don't fit the definition of an investment. All right, I wanted to also give a shout out to a couple people who left reviews recently on Apple Podcasts. First is from Texas Card Dude. He says, this podcast is a must if you're even thinking about selling or trading your collection. Mike's short format is a fantastic way to digest information and really makes you think. If you think you can't do it, yes, you can. And Joe Boo 9 says, love listening to these. I took 20 years off from collecting, so this has been a great walk down memory lane when talking about old food issues, etc., but also helping acclimate to the current collecting environment. Thank you both for leaving those reviews. I really appreciate it, and I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review as well. It helps other people find the show and helps them and helps me understand what value you're getting out of it. So please take a second to leave a rating and review. I'd also love to hear directly from you. You can reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. You can send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. And uh, you can find me on TikTok at WaxPackHero as well. That's another fun platform that I've been having a lot of fun messing around on. Well, thank you again for tuning in. I'd love to hear from you. And I'll catch you next time.